Welcome everyone to another episode of The Creative Minds. Joining me here today is Dana Abuelavan. So Dana, can you tell me a bit more about who you are and what is it that you do? Uh, hi, Aida. I'm so honored to be your guest today. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, so I'm a storyteller, a journalist and a TV presenter. I currently work for NBC, mainly in the flagship morning show Sabah Al-Khairi Arab. I also produce other shows for the channel. And I'm currently uh, studying uh, screenwriting because I want to enter this field soon. Right. Amazing. Amazing. So how did you get into that path? Like, what did you study? How, what did you do in university and then onwards? Uh, I studied journalism uh, at the American University in Dubai. Uh, and I did like a small minor in Middle Eastern studies. And I've always wanted to do journalism since I was a little girl. Uh, so I started working in television by coincidence, but writing has always been a dream of mine. It was just not mature enough at the time. Yeah. So I started working in TV and I really liked it. I liked the mix of visual and words, which was, wasn't something that I considered, honestly, as a student. So I never dreamed of being a TV presenter or mm. working in television. I always wanted to write. And I've been doing this for about uh, almost nine to ten years now. Oh. And I think it's time for me to catch up on my initial dream and uh, to write, but not like books or articles. I want to write a screenplay or a series. Amazing. And when you when you say your, your writing was not mature then, in what sense? Like, why was it not mature then and how is it now mature? My dream wasn't mature. Like, I wanted to write, but I always made such a big deal out of it. Like, oh, I need a lot of life experience to be yeah. able to write. Yeah. I always loved stories. Like, since I was a little girl, uh, I like hearing stories before I go to bed. Um, whenever I even used to see the music videos, mm. my sister, I remember, used to narrate the stories for me. Yeah. I was always fascinated by storytelling and, mm. and fiction in general. Yeah. But I was always too scared to start to write my own. I'm like, am I capable of building characters yeah. and telling stories? So I always doubted myself. Yeah. But at this point, I felt like whenever I watch a movie or watch a series, I'm always like, oh, this could have been written better. If I were to write this character, I would do this and that. And then I'm yeah. like, why not give it a shot? Yes. And I'm, I'm a very structured person. So I don't like to get into things without don't knowing the basics uh, first. That's why I'm doing the screenwriting course with New York Film Academy. Uh, so I can like have the basic set before I walk into this field. Wow, wow. And you mentioned fiction. So do you have something in mind currently that excites you? I like so many things. I like fictional characters and fiction, fiction that is based on reality. So for example, if we talk about the Armenian genocide, when yeah. you read about it, when you watch documentaries, when you mm. read books, when you talk to Armenian people and friends that you know, you hear fascinating stories about their history. And I know it's been written about, it's been done somehow in the movies, but there's always something more you can do. So this is this is one of the causes that I, I believe in, and I believe need uh, a bit more light to be shed on them. Uh, there's so many things in this world and the beauty of screenwriting, Aida, mm. is the journey that mm. you go through in order to build your characters and build your story. So you go mm. through research, you meet people, you might even travel, for example, to Armenia and see how life is. You might even have to go to Turkey and yeah. see the Turkish viewpoint. 
So the the journey itself is is much more rewarding. Maybe maybe my yeah. screenplay will not make it to the movies, yeah. but the journey that I I I had to go through to to finish it and to do it yeah. is uh, well worth it always. So yeah, I'm interested in in everything. I'm interested in cultures. I'm interested in like whenever I see people in the street or I'm sitting in a coffee shop. Sometimes I eavesdrop not because I'm too curious or nosy, yeah. but because I I like listening to people's stories and I always think there's something inspiring everybody has to say. Yes, hundred percent. And you you talked about screenwriting. So what is screenwriting? How does the whole process go? So everything in this life, whether it's a screenplay, uh, whether it's uh, an article, whether it's a documentary, mm. uh, it starts off with an idea. Mm. So you need to have a solid idea in mind. Mm -hmm. It can be uh, inspired by a world, for example, a country, a situation. Mm. It can be inspired by a dilemma. Uh, like, for example, a car accident. Mm -hmm. It can be inspired by a character that you met, like you met mm -hmm. this person that you can't get out of your mind. Mm -hmm. And this person is your starting point in your screenplay. Mm -hmm. And then you start to develop this idea a bit further, like, okay, this is my idea. What is a screenplay? It's act one, act two, act three. It's three acts. Mm -hmm. And then you, you, you start to build it bit by bit. The nice thing about the screenplay, it's not, you're not writing something from A to Z. Mm -hmm. You just develop each sequence as if it's it can stand alone. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, yeah, yeah. So that's basically it. I'm still in the process of studying it. Yeah. I know a bit, a lot more about journalism, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and TV reporting, and presenting than this. But this yeah. is what I know so far. And I'm currently working on my first screenplay, but I can't tell you it's about yeah, what. Yeah, yeah, so of far. course. <laughs> <laughs> of course. And and in the moments when let's say you are creating one right you're always talking about the journey and i think it's it applies to mm -hmm. everything in life it's like life is a journey itself too like everything you do is kind of kind of like a journey and uh you right you saying you're writing this and focusing not so much on the outcome but on the process how do you manage to motivate yourself to keep on thinking on creating on coming up with ideas and stories when you have not yet received or seen an outcome or even praised for the results? Uh, well, motivation comes uh, from passion to begin with. Like you have to love what you're doing, no matter what it is. I'll give you an example. A couple of years back, I did a docu-series on uh, Syrian refugees in Europe. Mm. And I had to travel for about 28, 29 almost a month mm. uh, to five different European countries mm. um, and back then this was my first big break like I've never done something as huge as such project and it's such a big responsibility like I have to represent this community in the world and in 2016 this was the talk of the town like the biggest refugee crisis since World War II yeah. so I was burdened honestly with the responsibility mm. and I was given so much trust that it was a bit overwhelming like I need to really figure this out yeah. and throughout the journey um, I've had ups and downs like there mm. were days where I thought I was talking to myself and it, this is where I learned it's very important what you say to yourself oh I can't do this uh, oh why did, why did they choose me there are people who are much more experienced and they can do this much better than me now I'm lost I don't know what to do but I always brought myself back to the point of okay so I'm here 
and I need to do something. Whether it's a great success, whether it's a big failure, I need to go down on the road and figure it out, mm. no matter what the outcome is. Mm. And I tried as much as possible to enjoy it, uh, enjoy meeting people, try to get inspired, um, not let the hardships stand in my way. And I think everybody has their own journey and has their own uh, understanding of this. But mm. what I learned, and which was a mistake that I did, it's very important what you say to yourself. Mm. Don't tell yourself negative things. Don't doubt yourself uh, even if you have to like overdo it and say yes I can do it yes I'm capable I have everything mm. eventually it will sink in and it will give you uh, the confidence you need to move forward so mm. a passion b confidence definitely mm. interesting but don't you think sometimes it feels as if you're faking it because some people say fake it till you make it or mm. maybe like you said like fake few words until you feel it do you think it actually works like it, it worked for you okay. uh, because you're not faking something that does not exist uh, nobody has the full confidence from day one mm. in what they do mm. uh, and the more you love something and the more you believe in it and the more you really want it to work the the uh, the more likely you are to doubt yourself and feel mm. like you're not good enough and this is normal this is what i want to tell people it's okay to feel this way mm. everybody who is anybody feels this way like for example i was talking to this uh, comedian and he said something um every time he gets on stage he's scared to death that people will not laugh like this is his worst nightmare yeah. nonetheless he gets on stage every single time and he gives it his best shot. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Yeah. Sometimes half of them do, half of them don't. <laughs> yeah. But he never loses the will to do it. So yeah. you, it's not about faking it or, or you're living a fake life. No, it's uh -huh. just pushing yourself further because nobody has the full confidence from day one. So mm -hmm. you just give yourself that boost because mm -hmm. you are your first fan. Mm -hmm. If you don't like yourself, you don't believe in yourself, you can't expect other people to do it. 100%. And you talked about passion so many different times. You're doing something that uh, gets you, uh, you, something you enjoy or inspired, inspires mm -hmm. you. Then for someone who, let's say, listening and has no idea what excites them, what inspires them, how, what should they do? Where should they start? Because we're after chasing that. But if you don't know that, then who are you? Right? What, what are your thoughts on this? Um, well, Everybody is passionate about something and sometimes they might think it's not worth it to pursue it. Like mm. it's not worth pursuing. Mm. So what I would advise them is to never think little of anything that they like mm. or anything that they feel passionate about. Uh, and if you look at history, like it could start with something very small. Mm. Like I'm uh, obsessed with technology. I'm obsessed with phones. Take that further. Okay, so what can I do about this? Can this turn into a small business? Can mm. this be something that I write about? What is the form uh, of expression that I'm most comfortable with? And today it's not only about people passionate in media, mm. you need to be able to talk about what you love. You need to be able to sell yourself, to sell your product, to sell your skill, your talent. So this is something everybody needs to work on. Mm. And uh, I advise people to brainstorm. Uh, and to really watch themselves closely. What do they talk about? Each person, like uh, in your life, they have an interest. So you see one of your friends is always talking about cars. And when you ask them, what are you passionate about? Oh, I don't know. I don't have any passion. Well, yeah. this is your passion. 
So don't think little of anything that interests you and it can turn into something. Like for example, this friend of yours who likes cars can end up doing a YouTube show uh, reviewing cars or talking about the mechanics of cars or how how to choose the best car. This is just one example. So don't think little of anything that interests you. It can really turn into something. Amazing. And you talked about brainstorming several different times. When do you find the time... um, to sit down and kind of like brainstorm and reflect. It's not a certain moment or a certain time of day. It's mm-hmm. a state of mind that you put yourself in, mm-hmm. that I am willing to accept any inspiration that I receive throughout the day. For example, we spend like six, eight hours at work. That doesn't mean that I'm only just working and focused on work. Yes, my focus is is very high on what I do, but that doesn't mean that I don't listen to my surroundings. I don't Uh, listen to what people say to their problems to their uh, concerns and that can inspire me so I always have a notebook Mm. with me wherever Mm. I go Mm. Uh, or sometimes if I forget it like I just write it on my phone Mm. whenever I get an idea it can be something on the news it can be a report in a a news channel Mm. so uh, at my place of work we're always exposed to news channels and what other channels are saying so when you're listening I could hear for example or watch a story about a little girl that mm. is so inspiring and then I can note it down and it can be uh, inspiring or it can inspire a part of my screenplay. Mm. So you're always in a state of working on your big idea, but mm. not always consciously. Yeah, so yeah. always be open uh, that this is the most important tip I can give anyone. Be open to receiving inspiration, ideas. Uh, uh, don't just feel, okay, I'm going to, or decide I'm going to have like one hour to work on my screenplay every day. It doesn't work like that. That hour would come and then you would be like, okay, what do I do? Uh, I'm not (laughs) inspired. I was so out of it the whole day. And now you think the inspiration will just come to you. No, this is something that you need to have at the back of your mind the whole day, Mm. not very consciously or to stress about it. Mm. Just be open to receiving inspiration, Mm. whatever it may come from. Mm. I love that you mentioned it's open to receiving. Um, you you said, okay, you have an idea, comes up at any moment in time, you write it down, document it on your notebook or on your phone, let's say. Um, but then do you ever go back and look at them? Of course. Like this, this, this is the first thing I look at when I'm trying to begin to write something or when I'm stuck, even at work, like forget mm. screenplay. Uh, at work you have to come up with ideas on daily basis and Mm. be creative and try to apply them in the most plausible way possible Mm. Uh, so yeah I do go back to them sometimes it's something that pops up on Instagram Mm. so I save the post and then when I'm stuck I go back to my notes I go back to these posts Mm. and I'm able to uh, get inspired and find ideas for episodes for topics to talk about Mm. or so yeah these are your bible and you need to start the habit mm. of writing down things, of noting what interests you. It can be something that I watch. I'm watching a series on Netflix and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, this is a great idea. We need to talk about this. Yeah. It can come up from anywhere. Okay. So we need to not limit ourselves. Yeah. So now you're saying gathering idea, writing them down and always using them and referring back to them for inspiration. But it's because you have, you have something to use it to words let's say it's it's your work it's your art that you're creating what if someone is inspired by different things and has so many so many different ideas jots them down but there's no end 
resolved and being produced mm-hmm. somewhere. They need to have a target or a goal in mind, an end goal. So, for example, if I want to write a screenplay, it doesn't mean I'm going to produce it tomorrow. It might be a, a long-term goal. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that I start working on it, okay, the six months before. Mm-hmm. It means that you start working on it from the minute you decide that you're going to uh, have your own or produce your own screenplay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's the same. It applies to everything, to every goal or dream in life. Mm-hmm. Maybe my ideas all are all from media because this is, yeah. uh, this is my passion, but it can apply to everything. Don't wait till the last minute. Mm. Uh, and uh, you need to have a goal or else all these ideas you're jotting down are just uh, memoirs, uh, yeah. memories in the future. But you need to have a goal in mind. Decide what you want to achieve, whether it's mm. short term or long term. And I'm sure there is a way you can use all of these ideas uh, mm. if you have a goal. Mm-hmm. Okay. And let's say when you're also working let's say you're writing a Mm -hmm. script you're writing your series do you always have an end goal or you do it step by step like do you have a big like do you have a big image that you want to create from the certain certain series that you're creating because Mm -hmm. it's like it's like you get inspired in the way and in the process so you're writing let's say several different series or seven different several different episodes and they you get inspired as you're writing them or from other things Mm -hmm. as well do you always start it off at the beginning with a big image a big goal and start building up towards it It, uh, there's no uh, right or wrong with this Mm. no you don't have to start with a big goal it can start small and with the with the writing Mm. um it changes like you reread it and then you change it Mm. and sometimes you start developing your story Mm-hmm. And you discover that the initial inspiration isn't something that you want to address anymore. And it turns into something bigger. Uh, because sometimes you write, you get inspired by a quote or mm-hmm. um, a, a life wisdom or something. Mm-hmm. And you start off by um, getting inspired by this wisdom. Mm-hmm. And then by the midpoint, maybe you say, okay, I want to challenge this wisdom. It doesn't mm-hmm. apply all the time. Mm-hmm. So it changes. Like, it's not something that is set in stone. This is my goal and I'm working towards it. It might change. That is why the journey is more important yeah. than the destination. <laughs> Basically, you're exposed a lot to social media, to, to, to be yes. exposed in front, of, in front of a lot of people. How was that for you? It was so hard in the beginning. Like, okay. uh, it's not easy. And okay. I'm, I used to be a very shy, private person. And I even remember in university when we had to do our first, first interview assignment. Yeah. It was the worst thing I ever, <laughs> I've ever done in my life. Like yeah. the guest is sitting in front of me and I'm looking at the paper and I'm like, why is there a camera on me? I don't, wanna, <laughs> I don't yeah. want a camera on me. And the professor was like, no, you can't do this. Then we had another assignment and I was yeah. also so shy that I even deleted the video and I turned it into a written interview. Mm-hmm. So I've never in my life imagined as a teenager or as a a university student that I would be exposed and I would be on camera. But uh, the minute you get out of your comfort zone, especially when you're really young and starting off, when you're really young, you have nothing to risk, nothing to lose. Um, And I was new in the field and I was eager to learn everything. Mm. So when I was presented the opportunity, Um, I didn't say no because I wanted to learn. Like, I didn't want to say no. 
No was not in my dictionary back then. Do you want to do this? Yeah. Do you want to learn this? Yes. Do a report on this. I used to say yes. Go live from here. Oh, do this segment on technology. Okay, I will do my research. So I was like, I used to do my research and this is how I started getting comfortable with it. Mm. This is my topic. I do proper research. I prepare like there's no tomorrow so that it can give me a bit more confidence when I'm on camera. But mm. until today, Honestly, it doesn't, like, it's not my goal to be famous or to mm. be liked for my looks or, but I love to present the content, content I'm passionate about. And this is what drives me. Yeah. Not the appearance, not the camera, not the lights, not the uh, fans or, or followers. Mm. It's mostly sharing my passion with people. And it means so much to me when somebody messages me or talks to me and says, I love what you said about one, two, three. Thank you for talking about this. Mm. This is like my end goal. Whether I'm on camera or off camera, this is my end goal. And this is what keeps me going. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And how did you kind of like transition from being this shy person to be more <laughs> confident? Like it, it has it definitely... I don't know. <laughs> uh, it takes a lot of work, honestly. It takes yeah. a lot of work. And... Um, you make a lot of mistakes along the way. Like when you, I was a university student and I was suddenly working mm. and you face a lot of different kinds of people in, in this field or in any field. Yeah. And I used to be super sensitive. And if anybody criticizes me or says something that I don't like, I used to go back home and cry. And I grew like, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a growth process. Mm. So in order to survive, in something that you love, you need to uh, develop thick skin. You can't be fragile. You mm. can't be upset about anything that happens. You can't expect everybody to like or love you. And this is something I had to work really hard on. And it took me years of hard work to understand that not everybody has to like me. I don't have to please everyone. Mm -hmm. And it's okay if some people talk about me behind my back yes. because... This is how life is. You cannot <laughs> yeah. be liked or loved by anyone, everyone. Yeah. And uh, this is the biggest lesson, honestly, that I learned. Uh, don't seek people's approval for everything. Yeah. And not everybody's opinion matters of you. It's nice to be accepting of criticism, of opinions, of suggestions. But don't lend your ear to every single person in your life. Mm. No, not everybody matters. And not everybody should have the right to criticize or to ridicule or to advise you yeah. like the advice doesn't come <laughs> from anyone yeah so the more i grew as a confident person in my um in my life the more i was confident on screen mm -hmm. and the more i worked on because you you are your first critic so i used to watch myself mm -hmm. and criticize myself okay so i need to work on the way i pronounce the letters Mm. I need to work on my uh, breathing because breathing is the key skill for any TV presenter. Wow. So I used to watch myself and I used to get advice and criticism, but from uh, people I consider mentors yeah. and I'm, I owe it to them. Like they used to tell me, you did this, that, one, two, three, you need mm. to work on these three. Mm. And I used to sit back home and work on them. And every time I go on screen, I go back home and I watch myself. And if you ask any TV presenter, this is one of the hardest things you ever have to do is watch yourself and listen to your voice. Nobody yeah. likes their voice. Yeah. And, and whenever 
whenever you see yourself, you become too critical. Oh, why is my hair like that? Oh, why do I, why am I looking like yeah. this? Why did that? Yeah. Once you uh, force yourself, because in the beginning you have to really force yourself because it's not something that anybody likes doing. And you start, uh, I started like um, criticizing myself to, to become better. And I didn't look at the, the TV presenting career as like an end goal of, oh, I need to like succeed as a presenter. I need to succeed as a journalist mm-hmm. and as a content creator and as a storyteller. And in order to tell stories, I need to develop these skills. Mm-hmm. Bit by bit, things got better. And um, I'm really happy when I like watch old videos or uh, watch old reports of mine today. And I see how far I've come yeah along the way uh, and it's very rewarding and anybody can can achieve whatever they yeah. want but it takes a lot of effort yeah. nobody is lucky enough to develop skills like these skills they need commitment they need um a, a lot of commitment a lot of um, seriousness mm. you know what i mean yeah And you mentioned an interesting point that I'd never really thought of this idea of breathing. How, how, how is breathing important? Like, what do you mean by that? Because when you're reading on screen, uh, it's different than when you're talking to someone Mm -hmm. because you're telling people a story. You're not reading from a book. If you're reading a book, you're like, you have the same tone and you're reading it to yourself. Mm -hmm. So you're kind of able to understand it because you can see the words And you can imagine them and you're the one reading. But when you're the storyteller to the audience, Mm. you need to divide your sentences in a way that makes sense. So Mm. you can't stop when you're not supposed to stop. Mm. So this is all related to the breathing. And your voice, the tone of your voice needs to be uh, convincing and needs to uh, reflect confidence Mm. and uh, maturity. So uh, if you can't organize your breathing, if you don't know how to breathe properly, you're not going to be able to stop when you're supposed to stop. You're going to stop reading when, you're, when, when, when you can't breathe anymore, yeah. when you're out of breath. When you're out of breath, you start another sentence. So people are going to be like, okay, what is she talking about? Yeah. But they won't be able to follow properly. Yeah. So yeah, this is the importance of breathing. So you can breathe well if you can breathe well. That's why meditation is very important in this, mm. in this field you're able to read better you're able to tell stories better and you're able actually to stop reading and start telling Mm. i love it and and how would you say your um day-to-day is like like you mentioned meditation so i'm assuming you Mm -hmm. also apply meditation to your life what i like what is let's say a typical day let's say a good day for you from the the day you wake (laughs) up to like the day you sleep the time you sleep uh okay so i wake up um an hour max before i have to get to work i love to sleep <laughs> yeah sleep is very important to me yeah uh, and it's very important for you to be functional and oh, awake sleep. and aware the whole day so mm-hmm. yeah um i get my coffee that's <laughs> the number one thing that i need yeah. to start my day with coffee uh small breakfast uh, i go to the office uh, i socialize i work like our field of work is not very like, okay, I'm on my desk for six hours. No, you socialize a lot. You mm. see people. Mm. You're presented with ideas. You're asked for, uh, for advice. You ask people for advice. It's a very interesting creative environment. Mm. Uh, and then sometimes I go to the gym right after work. So I have like my gym bag. 
uh, exercise is very important to me. Mm -hmm. I have to go at least five times a week, uh, four to five times, uh, four times minimum. Mm -hmm. um, if I want to do shopping, I would do shopping alone, like buy a couple of things that I need. Mm -hmm. I come back home. Uh, I read a lot, like I have a lot of books, so I have to read on a daily basis, even if I, my, my day is, is full. I just try to have like this half hour with a book mm. and some music. Um, what else? Uh, if I have some time, I go, I go see a couple of friends somewhere close. I don't like to drive. I don't <laughs> like to go to places that are far. So the closer, the better. And uh, yeah, I watch Netflix, I watch documentaries, I read articles. Sometimes I get so obsessed with something that I start researching and watching things <laughs> about it. Like yeah. Recently, I was, and don't ask me why, I was obsessed with the, with the car, uh, not car, uh, airplane crash investigation. Oof, yeah. And I'm just, I really want to know where the Malaysian air, airplane is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just researching this and watching 60 minute shows about yeah. it and like articles. So yeah, I'm always searching for something yeah. and what what are you searching for though like when would you feel satisfied when you what when i find out, <laughs> when i get when i found find out where the airplane went yeah. um but i mean generally more, like what stuff yeah uh, i the i don't have to get a, a final answer regarding something to feel satisfied it's mm. this, just the journey mm. uh, so for example when i watch parasite Uh, the Oscar-winning film, the Korean mm. film, and I was astonished. Mm. What is this screenplay? What is this movie? What, how did they come up with it? Mm. So I went back home and I started researching mm. uh, the director, uh, uh, watching YouTube videos on what it means, uh, what he meant when he put people underground and some people like were yeah. kind of on, on ground and some people were like hidden. Uh, I had to understand every clue. Yeah. So I enjoyed it, but I need to, needed to make sense of it. So yeah. my answer to you is when things make sense to me, then yeah. I'm satisfied. Yeah. What are your thoughts about a squid game? The squid game? I didn't see it yet. It's, And I've seen yeah. I'm seeing all the buzz about it. Yes. Uh, I don't know. I don't yes. know how I feel about it. Yeah, same, same, same. I didn't see it yet. I want to see it. But I'm overwhelmed with like how much people are obsessed with it. Like, when did it come out? A week yeah. ago? Yes. Wow. Something like that. I'm not sure when, but but it's such a huge hype. And um, did you watch it? I watched a bit 15 minutes of it, but then I didn't continue. But then, then I started like figuring like people told me more about it. So now watching it, I'm thinking like I might not enjoy it as much, but we'll see. Because it's such a hype. <laughs> so I guess I am. Um so I'm going to ask you like a few more questions. Um, so how do you balance your life? How do you, because you're very creative. You're always thinking, always reading. Um, sometimes it can get really overwhelming. So how do you balance, ta balance your life in a sense where you want to stay creative, but you don't want to lose motivation and inspiration, but mm. you want to stay functioning? How do you balance that? Honestly, I'm not going to lie. I'm not always able to balance. Yeah. It's a struggle that I go through. But one thing that I'm doing that seems to work is I give myself the permission to let go and just relax 
when I feel like I can't do it anymore. So if over the weekend, for example, today is Friday, Mm -hmm. I allow myself to just sleep in, do whatever I feel like doing, maybe stay at home, watch a couple of movies and not be overwhelmed with tasks and what I have to do, what I have to achieve. So from time to time, it's important, I feel, to let go and give Mm -hmm. yourself permission to relax, sleep in, to not think about anything, Mm -hmm. to be late to something. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yesterday, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine and uh, she's like me when it comes to work. She's very disciplined and she needs everything to be organized but she's like when I went to the movies with my friends I was half an hour late like what like you missed half of like you missed 30 minutes of the movie she's like this is my chance to slack in my (laughs) personal life I'm able to at least relax and it's okay to be late to something yeah it's a a balance and it depends on every person Mm. so for me I'm so by the book and very organized at work Uh, and I have like uh, a list of tasks that I need to to finish every day and I'm when I'm focused I'm 100% focused on my tasks but on my own time I allow Mm. myself to to be a bit more flexible Mm. amazing and who would you say um, someone you look up to dearly and inspires you in what field in what sense um it could be anything the first person that comes in mind who would say inspires you in in life in in creating in being in being the best version of you let's say Mm. inspired by anybody who is achieving and successful in their in their line of work and their passion anybody who is driven who is uh not shy or not shy to share their experience, their success secrets. Mm. Uh, so I was talking about one example is Viola Davis. She's one of my favorite actresses and women activists because mm. I feel like through her work and the roles that she takes on and her activism, she's going towards the same goal, mm. equal rights for everybody, um, a woman empowerment, mm. uh, a woman can be whoever she wants to be mm. and she doesn't have to fit to a certain standard. Mm. Uh, so I'm really inspired by that how bold she is Mm. and I feel like and I don't know if you agree we as humans are attracted or inspired by people who represent something that we would like to either achieve or are too scared to do it as boldly as Mm. they do it Mm. so when I look at her I'm like this is a bold uh, attractive woman who is not afraid to speak her mind Mm. and maybe at the back of my mind this is something that I want to be but maybe I'm a bit too shy to be as bold as she is so we're always inspired or attracted to people who represent something that we would either like to achieve or are too scared to to pursue yeah I was gonna ask you like do you think you're a person who's afraid to be as bold as she is I'm not I like being the shy person I was I've come a long way yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. Uh, so yeah I'm always fascinated by people who are bold because it's not something in my nature and I don't think there's anything wrong with that like I'm the quiet kind of um, I don't want to say influencer I don't want to say influencer in the in the sense that what an influencer is today Mm -hmm. I'm like the quiet kind of uh, you can say influencer I'm quiet Mm -hmm. I like to to uh, work uh, 
not under the spotlight as much. I speak my mind, but I'm very careful with what I say, what I don't say. Mm. I'm very considerate to other people's feelings and beliefs. So maybe I overthink things mm. and I mm. can't be as bold as she is. I don't know. Like mm. we're all in the process of figuring 100%. ourselves out. But I, but I love bold women, bold uh, women who speak their minds, who aren't afraid to, to be on camera without makeup, to talk about issues, uh, to, to speak about things that are not expected of them, to, mm. to go against the standard the world has put for women, yeah. how a woman should be like. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm very inspired by these kinds of women and I, I salute their, their bravery. Yeah. So what would you say is a fun fact about you that most people do not know? <laughs> fun fact about me that most people do not know mm. I don't know like, <laughs> very I'm true. very afraid to fly like flying really? is my biggest anxiety yeah. oh wow why and uh, it's, it's too scary for me like I usually oh. take the earliest flight possible yeah. so I can sleep on the plane I can't be awake on the plane. It, it's oh. too scary for me. I remember once I was coming back from New York and, uh, and I always plan my trip. It's super early. I don't sleep the night before so I can sleep on the plane. So I get to the airport and uh, we learn that our flight is three hours late. Yeah. So I have my luggage next to me and I sleep for a bit in, yeah. the, in, the, uh, in the airport. And I don't remember going into the plane no way. I, I till today I, I don't remember and it's uh, an 11 hours flight yeah. or 12 hours from New York to Dubai yeah. and I remember waking up in the plane <laughs> maybe 45 minutes or one hour after takeoff and I was so freaked out I almost cried I was screaming I'm like who got me here and I looked at the screen and it's like two hours left and the plane is in the air and I felt like <laughs> No, I didn't choose this. Um, oh, why am I here? And I'm yeah. wide awake because I slept in the airport and I slept for an hour. So I was like uh, the biggest nightmare for all the cabin crew that day because they're trying to calm me down. They're like, what do you want, want to drink? Mom? Yeah. Do you want to eat something? <laughs> no, I don't eat on airplanes. I don't eat. Yeah. I always put the not disturb and I'm sleeping. Yeah. So yeah. recently, <laughs> after two years of yeah. not being able to travel or a year and a half because of COVID, yeah. I appreciated the ability to fly. So I was a bit better on my post-COVID trip. Yeah. But I feel like now, okay, now travel is back. I'm going to go back to being my old self <laughs> and be too scared to fly. Oh my God. <laughs> That's why I like to understand how airplanes work and I watch yeah. these aircraft investigations because I want to know when something goes wrong that I understand what yeah. happened. Yeah. If it's not going to change the outcome. Yeah. I was just going to tell but you, like, like, don't watch those anymore. <laughs> It really helps with, uh, you know, a lot of people are telling me that, but yeah. uh, I believe it really helps control the fear because mm. usually we're too afraid of things we don't understand. Mm. So the more you understand it, and for example, what I learned from all these air crash investigations, how unlikely they are to happen. Mm. And the percentage is very low and how far we've come in the, in the industry that flying in maybe the 80s or the 90s was much more dangerous than flying today. Mm -hmm. 
So you learn uh, throughout, like while watching these, maybe this is my experience, somebody else might get too scared. But for me, I'm more comfortable with airplanes because I understand them. Like mm-hmm. I know how they work. I know what the what the cabin crew do. I know what happens in the cockpit a bit more. Mm-hmm. So I'm not as scared as I mm-hmm. was before. The final question is, what is your definition of success? Success is um, doing something that you love and never giving up when and never finding excuses for not achieving. Because a lot of times, and I meet people uh, that tell me, oh, I'm the best, I don't know, a TV anchor. Mm-hmm. But the opportunity was given to someone who knows someone The more you give yourself excuses, the more you find excuses for, um, I don't want to say failure, mm. mishaps or uh, for anything that goes wrong along, along the way, the further you are from success. Mm. So to me, success is, is moving forward, following your passion, no matter what happens around you. You believe in yourself and you don't, resort to finding excuses mm. for not achieving and even if it's true like for example I have lost a lot of opportunities because they were giving maybe to someone else for a different reason mm. I never spoke to myself oh I'm so good but they're not appreciating mm. me I'm not getting this opportunity because this person no mm. I keep moving forward I didn't get this I will get the next one mm. and it good things happen to people who work hard mm. so It's not about luck at all. You can be the luckiest person on earth and not still not be able to achieve mm. what you want. Mm. Work hard, never find excuses or seek excuses for your failures. And whenever you fail, don't take a long time just wailing and, and feeling sorry for yourself. Keep moving forward mm. and you will become successful. Yeah, like fail fast. Yes, I love it. I love it. Yes. I love it. So thank you again so much, Dana, for your time. I loved everything you're sharing. Thank I you, Aida. Um, and for everyone listening, where should they usually connect with you or find you? They can find me on Instagram, on my Instagram account, at Dana Abulaba. And uh, if they have any ideas or they want to share something with me, they can always email me. My email is also linked to my uh, Instagram account. Uh, Twitter is also a social network that I use and I'm trying to get the hang of TikTok but yeah. not yet so yeah <laughs> don't go there awesome. Instagram awesome. for now Instagram and Twitter for now okay awesome and thank you everyone thank you Aida for this of course of course it was my pleasure um and for everyone listening thank you for listening to this episode and I hope you ha- hope you all have an amazing awesome rest of your day